This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Nate. On the block for the second hour, it is me, Strick, and my great partner in crime. Not in crime. We don't commit crimes here. We just hang out on the block. <laughs> That's all we do. That's all we we're doing. It's easy. It's easy peasy. You know, just sit back, relax. But we thank you all for joining us on the block for the second hour. We thank you to our listeners that are also on the streaming for Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitter, 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 Twitter. I don't know if it's Twitter, Twitter, whatever it is, but nevertheless, <laughs> you're there. But I do have some things I, I do want to address. Listen, had a great time over in Europe. The place was on fire in a place out there called Buskers. Got to see a lot of former Huskers out there. Steve Taylor, Mon Green, um, Randy Stella, uh, Kenny Bell. Uh, all of those came out and, and was there in, in, in the spot. Jake Sorensen. For the Nebraska game. Jake Sorensen being <laughs> him caught up. Not an athlete, he but he was there. No, nah, but he was there, man. He's, he's, he's one of the favorite ones <laughs> on the early break, Jake Sorensen. But it was a great bunch of – what was sad, I think, Nate, to me was this. I was looking forward to catching up with those guys down there on the Temple Bar Street area again after a big win. I just wasn't even motivated. Like, I can only imagine if it goes south come this weekend. And it's just like they barely – like, what is O Street going to be about Not good. If, if they just barely win? Is, is that something to celebrate? Sutter Heyman text line, tell me. 402-464-5685. You can always tap in there if you have something that you would like to share, a thought or concern, or something that just kind of moved you the wrong way. The Honda Lincoln Hotline is always open. 402-464-5685. But what is it going to be like? A couple people text in from the uh, stream on, on YouTube. A uh, question goes out there as well to everybody on the Sardar Heyman text line. Do you think Nebraska can beat OU? That's one. But I love the follow-up by BJ. <laughs> BJ Arroyo on, on the YouTube stream. Always go there and tap in, man. Hit the hit the notifications. Also, subscribe. We're still trying to get to 1,500 subscribers and continue on throughout the season. But nonetheless, BJ says, NU can beat OU. This, this is his answer to the question. This ain't my answer. <laughs> NU can beat OU if OU gets COVID, monkeypox, and forgets half the team on the flight from Norman. But there's always a chance. Mm. My thing is this. I still speak from the words of the great uh, coach down at Arizona. uh, Arizona State. And he says this. You play to win the game. (laughs) That's your boy. That's my boy, man. Listen. You play to win the game, no matter what, man. The ball's got to go, go, uh, get kicked off. The ball's got to be returned. You got to step on the field. You got to play the game. And so I'm hoping that this, uh, this could be a different outcome, hopefully, because I saw, well, I don't know. I didn't go, but 
but I was looking forward to going. I just didn't even have the energy to go out there, man, and want to be in that atmosphere because I probably would have been, you know, somebody would have bumped into me wrong. I might have been <laughs> stuck over in Ireland somewhere, you know, somebody, you know, shoulder bumped me wrong. It wasn't even like they were trying to, it was just so crowded. I might have, you know, I might have flexed or something. Uh, you know, it would have been a bad one. <laughs> um, and then BJ says, a win is a win at this point. Three and ten in the last 13. Yikes. So you got to get rid of that losing record, too. I believe it's now up to seven games in a row. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm mm. wrong there. Uh, text line. Justin says, my hope is that Scott Frost learns a little bit from Tecmo Bowl and instead of the onside kick, attempts the squid kick. Tecmo Bowl, good uh, good shout out there, Justin. Hannon Bean says, is there an all-fair catch team? Definitely saw a lot of fair catches. Uh, a few of them a little bit frustrating, too. I'm, I'm kind of with you there yeah. on uh, Hannon Beans. Uh, D-Ron says, not even motivated to tailgate. Will to see friends, but what a disappointment this season already is. Hey, D-Ron, I'll say one one thing your record prediction of 14 and one you're not entirely wrong yet hang in there brother you're not entirely wrong yet 14 and one is still very possible do i think it's likely no not by any stretch of the imagination but it is still possible so keep that in mind there d-ron there's always reason to tailgate too. drink a little bit more kool-aid throw a little tequila in there uh craig says no way in hell huskers beat sooners my five and seven prediction looks pretty solid now i'll get to that here in a second uh justin says to take a quote from previous purdue game seems to be a winnable game uh nebraska ain't beating anyone i almost wonder if trev's already having conversations with people uh gus says hey i want a 25 dollar gift certificate to Wingstop last friday I was seeing if my fiance could pick it up absolutely gus come stuff by the station come check us out we would love to go ahead and give you your prize that you won um i, I want to go back to texter and craig in this too no way in hell huskers beat sooners what do you think i mean here's like for real like what what do you think that you you've asked tricky to question <laughs> back at you. i'm not gonna let you get away you're not just gonna be able to just slide off into the great good night and act like you don't know, you know, you, you're not going to get this question. Hey, listen, Because so- Bianca Ford on the YouTube stream asked you the question. <laughs> That's she right. She asked Tricky. She I asked know. you the question. So, uh, listen, I, I was one of the biggest drinkers of the Kool-Aid. I, I still think uh, Kool-Aid Man belongs to Rashawn Jackson. I don't think anyone was quite drinking the Kool-Aid like Rashawn was. But I was up there with them. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. Here's what I'll say. And I hate to bring up last year, and I'm not even talking about the product on the field. I'm taking, I'm talking about the morale, the optimism about the fan base when I say that. So take this with a grain of salt. Take this as you will. I think we need to remember last year, the game against Illinois had a little bit of a similar feeling. To me, this is a, a more sour taste. You made all these changes. Northwestern, it seems like, isn't a very good team. You go all the way over to Ireland you lay an egg, okay, maybe this one has a little more sour taste in my mouth. It and draws... you have a short week. You have a, you yes. have a long return. You're sick to your stomach. Right. Everybody in that plane, I'm sure, wants to throw up. Yes. And then you have a short week. you got to go to practice. Yes. What does that look like? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you and know. I, and I'm I think just, I'm that. very similar to last year, you played against Illinois. Now, it wasn't nearly as long as a trip to come back home, but you still had to get on the bus. I, I, I'm assuming that they – took a bus they might have flown i'm not entirely sure Uh, either way you had to get on some type of transportation come back coming off of a terrible loss sour taste in your mouth let's all remember last year you play fordham and you play buffalo you cover the spread against both you handle you take care of business two and one going under that oklahoma game you lost to oklahoma but the feeling in the room after that game 
was, okay, maybe something's cooking here. Maybe Nebraska wasn't as bad as we thought they were. Maybe there's some optimism. I'm not saying that that's going to happen again, but I'm saying if you are the fan base, keep that in mind and keep that same optimism, that same energy, if that happens again. Because I will say, Nebraska, for what it's worth, I feel still, even to this point, after losing to Northwestern, I still feel better about this team than I did about last year's team. And maybe that's just me not having too much faith in Adrian Martinez. Maybe that's me not having that much faith in Verdusco, which neither of those guys, I've been fairly critical of both here on the radio station. Maybe that goes into it. But I think we need to remember last year in that sense because you had a very disappointing loss against Illinois. You took care of business the next two games. You played Oklahoma really well. And, Strict, you can talk about it too. After that Oklahoma game, I felt kind of good. Like, I, I, I obviously didn't play out for the rest of the season. But after that Oklahoma game, I was like, hey we might have something going on right here. Like, this might not be too bad of a season. So I'm just saying keep that in mind. Um, Do I think they beat Oklahoma at this point in time? No. With that being said, I still think after you take care of business these next two games, which I think Nebraska will, I'm not going to go to the point in saying they're going to lose Georgia Southern North Dakota. My God, if that happens, start from scratch, blow it all up, figure something out because that's unacceptable. But I think if they take care of business these next two games, I'm not going to lie. You could do something in these next two games to make me drink the Kool-Aid. I wouldn't be surprised here. And if two weeks I was saying, you know what? Nebraska could beat Oklahoma. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not going to let you get away with that. Because that's not enough. What is is the thing that for you to see, what do you want to see in these next few games that would allow you to even sip and take a shot maybe of some Kool-Aid as opposed (laughs) to drinking a whole cup? Um. I think the biggest thing is an identity, and we talked about that in the Ooh. other other segment, is whether that be on the defensive side or offensive side. Like I, I think you hit it right on the head, Strick, when you said, like, in the 90s, and I know it's not the 90s, football is played very differently. I would say you probably don't even really have the athletes that you had, especially for that 95 team. At least you knew what they were going to do. You walked into every game and you said, you know what? They're going to run it down their throat. They're going to run the same six, seven plays, and they're going to dare you to stop it. And guess what? You couldn't. Like, for crying out loud, if our identity is Casey Thompson just gripping and ripping, throwing 50 to 60 times a game, sure. You know what? Go ahead and do that. At least it's something. (laughs) Like, I I didn't get that feel. The defensive side of the ball looked iffy at best. Like, I just want to see some type of resemblance or consistency of an identity. I don't know what that's going to look like, and I don't know if I can even really interpret that, but I want to see someone on the field be like, okay, if we're going to beat Oklahoma, that's how you're going to do it. Whatever they did consistently time and time again, I want to see that against Oklahoma. That's how you beat them. If you said we threw out the same game plan what we did against Northwestern, Nebraska gets blown out. I will say this. I will say one thing I was impressed with. There was a player on the defensive side that I was actually impressed with, with just the energy that he seemed to be bringing to the game. Uh, His reads and reactions were really solid. Um, He didn't miss anything that I saw kind of came his way was Isaac Gifford Mm. at the nickel position. Mm -hmm. 
I actually thought for me, he was a little bit better than Kalarvik. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he develops over there as well. Uh, Gifford, Gifford really impressed me. I was watching him a little bit from that nickel position. Um, another um, person I saw on, on the defensive side, um, the corner, the cornerback, oh, shoot. My mind just drew a blank. Um, Tommy Hill? I'm, I've, I've been flying for like 24 hours. Um, no, the, uh, the one that backed up Tommy Hill, he came off. Um, I loved his energy. Oh gosh, Strick, my mind just blew. Sutter Hammy text line helped me. He came in and um backed up Tommy Hill. He 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 got some he got some good run in there. Um I think he's a freshman. Oh gosh, shoot. Sutter Hammy text line helped me with that, who that who that individual was. Um I've been fun. Yes, Clark. Clark. That's it. Thank you, Milkman. Milkman on the text line. I appreciate you, Clark. I actually liked him. I like just the way he, you know, they, they just had some, you know, some, it, it looked like they had some spunk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they, they were, they were out there like, yeah, you know, Hey, they're probably the only ones to me that kind of, you know, just had that little edge to them that I was watching the energy mm-hmm. and the edge. So uh, I, I want to keep an eye on those young players. I think that's definitely, trust me, I would have no problem in, in younger players stepping up and really making an impact. Uh, here's an interesting one. Yeah, even though there, there was a question. Yeah, he said even though he got burned on a play. Yeah, I mean, but it was it was a man. It, it was actually, I remember that that route. It was kind of like a little mini rub route. Um, he was on the outside, got caught, and then there, the touchdown. I, I did see that, but it wasn't like um, it was, you know, there are plays that can be ran right that can can cause you to get, get some separation. It was a great throw from Holinsky, great catch in the end of the end zone. But, yeah, that wasn't necessarily his fault because he was playing outside leverage. I saw that. Um, he just happened to be caught in kind of a mini rub. It wasn't a full rub, but it was a mini rub that kind of he had to go around somebody and he just gave him some space. So, Speaking yeah, of Helensky, they found a way, Nebraska found a way to make him look like a Heisman candidate, for crying out loud. Uh, interesting text here on the text line. Uh, Nebraska under Frost has played to the level of competition they faced. Bad team equals bad play. Good team equals good showing. What consistently has hurt us has been the poor coaching decisions more so than bad play. The less involved mm. Frost is in the OU game, the better our odds are of winning. If Frost can stick to the CEO role and stay out of his own way, we have a chance. Um, listen, I, I don't think that <laughs> Texter here is entirely wrong. Um I don't think you're Tyler. Listen, I I hate just bringing up one play, but I just I can't I I just keep thinking about that damn onside kick, and I haven't even gotten your thoughts on it yet, Strick. So I guess we might as well just parlay it into that conversation. Like I I I, I said this yesterday, and I'll say it until my face turns blue. I don't think under any circumstance one play decides a game. You played sixty minutes of football, and it was one play over the entire game. But I am a firm believer that one play can change momentum. And I think the biggest thing out of that play that I saw was that the momentum completely flipped. You went stop, touchdown, stop, touchdown to open the third quarter. And halfway through the third quarter, you are dominating on both sides of the football and you pull a stunt like that. 
Listen, Texter, I, I think in that sense, if, if Frost can step out of his own way, I, I think Nebraska might have a chance. Texter also says, unless we outscore our opponents in the next two games, 140-17, we lose to Oklahoma, so we lose to Oklahoma. Uh, Texter says, we want to do a wing bet, 30-pack to the winner. Nebraska will lose to Oklahoma. All right, all right, all right, all right. Texter, uh, go ahead and send us your name and remind me here in a couple weeks. I might take that chicken wing bet. Speaking of which, if Thomas and Lincoln, if you're listening, I owe you chicken wings as well. Texter, go ahead and, and write down your name. I'll put you in our system. Talk to me in two weeks. I might take that chicken wing bet. I'm not taking that chicken wing bet right now. Um, Texter says, here you go, Strick. I want to hear your hands on this. Line still can't block. Receivers have poor hands, and JoJo Doman must have been the player we had since Sue because they looked slow out of position and couldn't tackle. Is that something that you can fix before we reach Oklahoma? Well, again, it's got to be collective. Right. You know what I'm saying? It can't be one-offs it's got it has to be collective they have to um they're leaving guys out there on an island it has to be guys are pursuing and running and flying to the ball if you've got that kind of depth that nebraska and we 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 believe that they have at the position there's no plays off like there's there you shouldn't be as tired as what they what they were out there but a lot of the reason as one of the texters alluded to is he talked about this is why you run the ball you run the ball because you saw how Nebraska was worn out and they were tired. That's what I was talking about. That should have been us doing that. But it's like we got away from it. Yeah, We started smelling ourselves and got to throwing the ball all over the place. That's good. I mean, he had a good game, but guys were dropping passes and stuff was happening. I think the speed offense also, um, you know, the, the running the balls real quick or running, you know, not running the balls, but uh, running plays just real, real quick. Maybe that wasn't for them. Maybe it was trying to get Northwestern tired, but it ended up we being the, the ones that were tired because when we couldn't move the ball, then it puts the defense out there, and and the defense has to you know man up, and they didn't. They just didn't man up. Basically, Northwestern punished them. They made them you know look like they were a stepchild. It was talk about uh, uh, tackling and looking tired too. Texter says, "Do you want to know why you run the ball? Look at how tired Nebraska was in the fourth quarter. It was very visible how some of those guys. I mean, and Ty Robinson was a perfect example. It was like he wasn't. I mean, he was just getting pushed around there towards the end of the game because he just looked so damn tired." Um, uh, Markel says Heinrich didn't look like a Big Ten linebacker. Another big issue. A lot of these guys that were supposed to be leaders on that defense, those black shirts didn't show up I, I think I that that's a big part of it is is I think we still need to remember and take with a grain of salt it is still week zero these things do take time um but if that's the and that's what we talked about get, Nate yes they, no no we we talked what you just said is so important yes I, I I've said this because that's why I said a loss here isn't like an end-all be-all for me the way they lost, yes, like so. You know, one of the that's what said hurts. That yes, the 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 onside kick was probably one of the worst calls in <laughs> football history at that that specific time. Especially, you're trying to win a game. You're on the road in a neutral f- facility. I understand what you're trying to do with it, but at that point, that's not one of the ones that you you know you you try to do because it puts too much pressure on on the defense and and. and you don't want that. Right. You know, you're up 11. Just go ahead and kick down, play field position. That's what we talked about. But I, I just think that what you just alluded to is important, is how these guys, man, um, this game isn't an end-all, be-all. It ha- because you're talking about a whole hodgepodge of new players coming together under a new system, a new 
offensive coordinator and still try exactly. to find a way. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't really just ultimately say that's it. You would hope they would have been able to to preserve and get through, but at the end of the day, it's not end all be all. There's still a lot yep. to grow from, and they probably learned a lot about each other in the trenches. You know who you're looking next to. Yeah. At the end of the day, and I think that's a big part of it too, Stricken. What was so frustrating for me is that if if you had to tell me who was going to perform better in a week zero game. I would have said the defense just because we knew a little bit more of what we were getting. Like, the offense looked so new. Like, for crying out loud, your top three players on offense, Trey Palmer, Casey Thompson, and Anthony Grant, are all new. And you could throw Marcus Washington into that group, too. Like, there was just so much change. And Castaneda. And Castaneda, exactly. It's like you saw so much new. And then the defense, we, there was so much known outside of Tommy Hill and O'Shawn Mathis, Devin Drew, or Stephon Wynn. You can throw those guys into the mix as well. But I knew I, – I was much more confident in the defense, and I think that's what's so frustrating is the defense simply just imploded basically in the second half. I mean, it's it just it, – as a whole, it didn't look good. Not that the offense looked great, but if you would have told me before the game, Nebraska scores 28 points, guess what? I'd tell you they'd probably walk out of that game with a win. win. They probably win, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that wasn't mm-hmm. really the case. Uh, I have to give a shout-out here. Uh, Texter says the onside kick call was the single worst call I've ever seen in college football history, and I'm old. Brian, met you at McKinney's. First time listening to the show. It's really good. We appreciate you, Brian. Uh, we appreciate all you guys, so keep chiming in as well. Uh, Brian, it was great meeting you and everyone that I saw at McKinney's. So, I, uh, so Strick, I, I wasn't able to go to Ireland, obviously, so I had to get a little bit of uh, an Ireland taste here in Nebraska. So I went over to McKinney's. I was drinking the Guinness. Um, I don't know if it's bad luck now. Should I just not go to McKinney's, not drink Guinness for the game? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just bad luck at this point. Uh, but, we, we again, like I said, uh, we appreciate all of you guys texting in. We want to keep hearing from you because we've got a guy that follows this program just about closer than anyone coming up next, Steve Sipple from On3Sports. Also, early break right here at the ticket. We're going to dissect this entire game. We're going to get his thoughts. I know that he has a lot to say. He's been saying a lot pushing out a lot of content as well so if you guys have questions for him comments concerns make sure you let us know 402-464-5685 sorry Heyman, text line honda lincoln hotline you can also check us out facebook youtube twitch and twitter as well you can check us out on all of those platforms we'll have steve simple on three early break he's next on the block 93 the ticket